welcome to the fourth official's EPL and World Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with Manchester City fan James Lewis is back, back. after a brief uh, a brief time away when you could have had me last week uh, after a seven nothing beating James. You must have yeah. really been busy. Yeah, I you know I don't make the schedule. I didn't I didn't see a seven nil drubbing on the horizon. Yeah, I didn't either. But who did? Yeah, uh, Ken Lee also back. Ken, you also weren't there for the seven zero drubbing. Um, I know that's an opportunity missed for you, and it's never going to happen again. Do you hear me? Never. Well, you all hope it doesn't ever happen again. Yes. Uh, although a seven nothing score did happen today, James. I don't know if you knew that. I it did happen. Did it we did in the Champions League? Do we get to talk about that? Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk oh, about nice. Manchester City. We'll talk about Erling Holland. But first, speaking of seven zeros, there's nothing like coming off the biggest blowout game in a rivalry in the history of this like hundred year rivalry between Liverpool and Manchester United. There's nothing like that. And then going and losing to Bournemouth one to zero. Really showing them what you got. Oh man, I actually again I missed this game. Uh, it was. I think it was the was it the ten o'clock game or was it the early early game? It the was the early game. early. Yeah, I, I had a early soccer game, but I I wasn't even planning on rewatching it beyond like the uh, the extended highlights. Just you know, it's probably going to be a ho hum game. Bournemouth, I think we all agreed a few podcasts ago, they're the worst team in the league, right, guys? Yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much their form and their goal differential says exactly that. And for Liverpool to go in, absolutely destroy Manchester United, get everything right. James, everything was back. Ken, all the, you know, Gakpo's good. Nunez is scoring off balls that people basically smash off his head. Everything is back. And then to go to Bournemouth and lose to Bournemouth 1-0. Love it. It just goes to show you guys, life comes at you pretty fast. Well, we could also look at it, you know, from the perspective of what was United doing? You could look. Oh, at wait, like me and that. James missed um, last week, so we gotta we gotta hit you yeah. anytime we can. You, you lost. You lost to this team seven to nothing. That's true, and you know I did a podcast last week, guys. I stood up in front of the microphone, <laughs> although you guys weren't there to throw darts at me. I That's stood true. up in front of the microphone and took my punches, as it were, from Pete. It wasn't a whole lot. Oh come just... on, Pete! Pete's throwing punches I, I bet Lindelof could yeah his arm at you harder than yeah you got punches. lucky you pretty much gave a, a, a corporate training you know to a book that hey. doesn't talk back I was there not not was there, not that you Pete weren't. won't do you it did show up you did show up but you, did, you, you came you came That's yeah. fine. but you know you lost and to a Liverpool who lost time. to Bournemouth so there's there's always that yeah. yeah and this game too was as ugly as it could be and I, this might be giving Liverpool too much credit but I'm gonna say something here you know, it reminds mm-hmm. me of how teams about Manchester City for the last, let's say, five years. All these teams up their game to play against City. Yeah. Somehow, they their systems tighter, they're they're like complete, their total like mid no name attacking midfielder has the game of his life. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like that happens against City, not infrequently. Team, it's it's everyone's cup final. Tottenham mm-hmm. loves playing us, and then they can't go and win a game to save their lives. Yeah. This was – this is giving Liverpool and United more credit than I like. <laughs> this was Liverpool's cup final of this year. They got themselves all hyped up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure it was basically an orgy in that dressing room <laughs> before the game. Just guys just slinging their dicks at each other, dicking each other off. Yogurt flying everywhere. Oh God! And they they blew their they blew their on United, turned around, went to Bournemouth, and they were they had no this and this happens after it happens in the City too. You go to the next game, you've got no intensity, no drive. You're you're still in your refractory period. Didn't this happen to to Liverpool a couple seasons ago when they beat Aston Villa like a billion to like one, and then they lost to some trash team the next week? 
I, I can't. Uh, I'm pretty sure, sure that happened. They lo- actually lost to Aston Villa. Villa beat them seven yeah. to two. No, I know yeah. that, but I think that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was something because I remember Klopp saying he'd rather have those goals spread across a couple games than than drop mm-hmm. a ton on one team. But uh, but yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't trot that one back out after this game. Oh, he probably did. He probably did. Who knows? But yeah. I actually can't stand to listen to Klopp talk. I love it. I love yeah, it. I, I didn't know that. Until Mourinho comes back in the league, you know, I, we have to deal with, with Klopp whining, but Mal whining is obviously the best, but he'll be back soon yeah. enough. Newcastle will be looking for a coach soon enough. So, I genuinely believe that he is coming back. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I really do believe that. I don't know if you follow his Instagram at all. I do, yeah. yeah. I like how he... So he like posts a lot of pictures of like companies giving him free watches. <laughs> Did you notice that? No, he, po- I didn't he posts know. like he posts like videos of he's like, oh, got another watch from Brentling, <laughs> and he opens up the box and it's a watch and he puts it on and he's like, hey, got a watch, and then, like there's like three of those every week. He's just getting new watches sent to him by people. <laughs> he's a special one. I don't. I just kind of neither here nor there, but I, just something I noticed about him. Yeah, he's you know he's a great character when he's not your manager. Like I love watching his antics uh, from afar, like him getting in a, his third red card of the year. Uh, speaking of, be, we'll be talking about somebody else getting their third red card of the year a little bit later in the podcast. Oh, sure. It's pretty hilarious. All right, guys, back to Liverpool. Um, their away form is terrible. Um, they have, I think, one win in 10 or two wins in 10 away, and I think there are six losses in there. Um, that's really bad. That's really, really terrible. I think they have some of the worst away record in the in the uh, Premier League. And then to lose this game, they also missed a penalty. And um, everybody talks about the Van Dyke header. It's not an easy header to make. He was, in you know, a free header, and he should have scored it. But he should have at least relying, gotten it on goal. Yeah, but if you're relying on your center back to score on a corner kick, like that's your big, big moment of the game, then something went wrong. First of all, yeah. Second well, of all, uh, yeah. Mo Salah is like an eighty-five percent penalty taker. So, to for him to miss the goal completely, I mean, I think it's just a classic letdown game, guys. They call it a trap game in the betting yeah. world, yeah. Where you get all jacked up and jacked off for the. Uh, That's what I was saying. Match. Yeah, what you were saying earlier. They always talk about how dudes, yeah, you know, get all up for the game, and mm. then uh, the next game there's a big drop off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean. In terms of the standings, it actually made a difference today. They dropped below 50% for um, finishing top four after edging over 50% going into the weekend. Um, And now Tottenham is, I think, right about there. They're still favored. Liverpool is still favored, even though they're under 50%, because Newcastle is also in that equation. And they have two games in hand. Um, So Newcastle won. So really, really bad loss. I don't know how else to say it. It's they, yeah, place. and it you know, they had and they had you know, they have Jota back. They've got their boy Firmino back. Yeah, the Firmino farewell tour has started, and yeah, uh, it's like this guy. Uh, I understand it. I understand like you know, worshiping a guy that that was a key cog in your offense for like four years and the best four years in the last fifty for Liverpool or forty. <coughs> I understand that. But uh, Firmino has sucked for, like, two full years. Yeah. Like, has been a shadow, and he's been hurt. Maybe even longer than that. He's not even 30, is he? I don't know how old he is. No. Just burned out. Just completely burned out. He's 31. He's 31. Yeah. Totally burned out. But, yeah. Um, No, I agree. Yeah. So, the... uh, Farewell tour has started on that, and uh, they can say farewell to their one-game winning streak as they lose to Bournemouth. <laughs> and the and the uh, I'm getting better at these uh, transitions. James. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like that. <laughs> the relegation battle becomes absurd. Uh, we'll t- we'll spend a little more time later talking about it, but uh, between 12th and 20th place is five points, <laughs> and uh, most of those teams are within three. Um, we'll we'll take your predictions as usual for the relegation battle. Leicester City drops back into the mire, guys. They're I really want them to get relegated. I said this before. They drop back into the mire as they lose to Chelsea, which uh, it's pretty bad to lose to Chelsea right now, guys. Um, 
they lose to Chelsea three to one. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. Before I want to do that, I want to talk about the important games. So we have Bournemouth beating Liverpool, and then uh, Manchester City plays pretty poorly, but beats Crystal Palace one to zero. Palace has been the worst team in the league since uh, the New Year, guys. I don't know if you knew that. Um, they're in the worst form of anybody. They just keep losing games and dropping down after being pretty comfortable. But they still are a difficult team to play against. You know, they don't lose like 5-0. They lose 1-0 every single game. And they've been kind of like a junior bogey team for us. Like, yes, we've, I mean, we've, we had a problem with them. I think last, I think last year they they swept us. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, like, and this is again, they always raise their game against us because they have looked God awful in so many games this year. Yeah. And in this game, they, I, I don't think that they looked good. I don't think that city looked good, but I think that yeah. they were, they were set up to stifle us and they did it very effectively. Um, which yeah, and, was frustrating. And they don't take their chances. Like that's the thing they they get, a couple of key chances. And that really is the difference between a good team and a bad team. Well, they had like zero that. shots on target. It, yeah. They didn't even put them on target is what I'm saying. Like they, yeah. they had a couple of chances. They had a couple of breaks. Um, they weren't like fast breaks, but they were like, you know, two on twos and stuff like that. And the final ball is always off. And the shots were awful. They put so many balls in Rosie and actually so did Manchester city. Erling Holland in this game was really rusty. And a couple of those tweets were coming out. Ken, Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the league's figured him out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Champions League's figured him out, too, for sure. What the league uh, needs to be more concerned about is Manchester City figuring out Erling Holland. Because, to me, yes. my view, they haven't yes. fully yet figured out how to play with them, and they're still at the top, right there. So when they do figure out him out, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Holland needs to figure out the players he's playing around. Um, and, and play to more of their skill base. But either way, once that happens, that's going to be a gigantic problem. They actually had a they had a full-on conversation about that in uh, the post-game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... I don't think it was after this one. I think it was last week's game. And the, Henri said basically... Henri and Carragher had that exact same... That two sides of that discussion that you were just having with yourself there, Ken. Like, and Henri, uh, and on, that was Henri's point, is that these players need to... F- Actually, Carragher's point was that the players need to figure out how to pass to Holland. And uh, Henri's, actually, his his counterpoint was that Holland also needs to come part of the way and learn. Like, oh. when, when Bernardo Silva oh. has the ball, he's going to pull oh, this well, way. Well, I like Henri. I don't like, like uh, he, Carragher, but I like Henri's point of view. So. <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah, that, but once like, that happens, yeah. though, that, can you imagine, like, the mess that the league is going to be in? Well, it started, I think, like, this game, Pep set up a little bit differently, and there was, there was like, more different channels of attacks. Mm-hmm. So those runs that Holland was making were, I guess, they were maybe they were more visible to the other players. Like, there were a lot of very nice passes played into Holland running the channels on this one. And actually, Ake maybe played the best one out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Holland made a run into the channel and he was like, he was probably like five yards behind the defender when he started. Uh, yeah. But, but Ake just played it that like a perfectly way to ball. And Holland, I mean, Holland obviously beat the defender, got to the ball first, poked it, poked, was able to poke it and almost make the keeper, but the keeper got a good touch on it. Um, yeah. But like that, and that came out of nothing, just Holland running that channel and getting onto it. So I think that that's, that's something that maybe, we start seeing more of. I would love it. You guys probably don't. No, I, I'm gonna. Wouldn't. Everyone's gonna hate that. That's not a Manchester City fan. Because um, I mean, look, they've won the league pretty consistently without a striker. Now that they have one, once the midfield mm-hmm. figures out how to to play with him, then it, it's going to be a big problem. I just hope that my Arsenal wins the title this season, so we don't have to deal with the next season. I think also, guys, you know, he has 28 league goals in 25 matches. And, you know, that is an incredibly successful season. And basically the tactics from the beginning have been really simple with Holland. We talked about this beforehand. It was like, well, how fast can we get him up to speed? And basically what Pep has done is just said, you don't have to touch the ball. 
until the ball's in the box. And so he would have sub-20 touches a game, 15 touches a game, and two goals, three goals. So they weren't really – they were just basically – waiting for him to get up to speed on the passing patterns and the possession. And I think what we saw today against Leipzig, where he scored five goals in 30 minutes and was on only on the field for 55, they took him off, uh, Pep took him off. I'll tell you its quote in a minute, but the point is that this he was dropping back as a false nine and passing backwards. His passing was mediocre, but the fact that he was dropping back and changing his approach just shows you he yeah. is evolving to their game. That doesn't necessarily mean he will score more, because I'm not really sure if you can score more than he's scoring right now. It doesn't mean he's going to score more, but it could mean that City scores more and therefore wins more. Uh, yeah. they, they've, they've scored a decent amount this year, don't get me wrong, but like Ken said, and we, we've been saying, like they're still one gear short. Um, and we saw that gear today in the Leipzig game when he, he scored five times um, and they won 7-0 and they could have called that game in the 40th minute. <laughs> could have called slaughter roll on that one. The refs yeah. didn't help. The refs were awful in that Leipzig game. Yeah. They were awful. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you're just thankful that this isn't, like, the Champions League semifinal or final where you have refs that – um, the the pen was bogus. I, I, we've yeah. talked it into the well. Ground, that's a, but to be but... to be fair, that's the same. And this is what I'm saying. I, and I agree. Don't think that's a pen. And I never want that to be a pen. Yeah. It was a pen in the Liverpool game against Burnmouth. Mm-hmm. That's it's the same situation that Salah missed. I would be shocked and appalled if this is the standard they go with for that. You know what I mean? If they're going to be, if this is the first thing that they become consistent on. At, will be I was outraged that the referee paused the game after it wasn't called on the field to go take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Of all the things to take to use yeah. that screen for, pretty it pretty much sits there as uh, mocking the fans as you know this is never going to get watched. But we 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 trot this thing out here to let you guys know that we could if we wanted to. We just don't. We're not going to. They go and look at that, and then after yeah. a slow mo replay, as the defenders face is facing the other direction from that ball and mind you that ball doesn't even change direction a millimeter and they call that a handball it's it's impossible that that's a handball but whatever it doesn't matter um the referees suck ever since var wasn't wasn't stated they've gotten worse they suck even worse now and 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 they sit behind a zero accountability wall so who cares but whatever yeah, I mean, that's not what changed this no. game, which is what everybody's, even James, is happy about. Like, it, Leipzig was never in this game. They got absolutely punished. They couldn't handle City's uh, press. City played four center backs and dropped two of them into the middle and allowed them to move forward into the attack. So every time City had the ball in the Stones corner, Stones was pushing so far guys. up. Yeah, Stones and Ake were both, like, just... And Ake stayed wide. Stones was in the center of the field playing, like, midfield, basically. Yeah. And, and basically, Leipzig's answer was, well, we're just going to launch balls at Timo Werner and hope that he gets on the end of it. It's like, I, I don't know of a worse plan if you can think of one. It, it is. It's such a lazy, bad It was plan. better than playing it's out like of the not back. Even a stra- it's not a strategy. Oh, the playing out of the back was horrendous. They I were also believe- doing that. Yeah, it, it, like... In the first 20 minutes, guys, they actually did really well. They're, I was shocked at how nimble their defenders were because they kept doing that first cut where they cut around the oncoming defender in their own box, which you never see. Not even City or Arsenal, teams that build up out of the back well. No one does that. It's a one-touch pass, one-touch pass, one-touch pass to get out. You don't dribble around the oncoming Well, that's not forward. good. Like, that's that's because they were being off. pressured. <laughs> That, oh yeah, yeah, I know. I'm saying it was unsustainable, anyways. And then the the pen happened, and it was kind of like, well, that's not a pen, you know. But at this point, Leipzig really hasn't done anything. I'm like, well, that sucks. And then I think another goal went in where KDB smashed it off the woodwork, and Holland knocked it in with his head off the rebound. And you're like, it was like I don't know, like five minutes later or something. Which also was a, due to them trying to play off from the back. And the real yeah. problem with them playing from the back was their keeper is not a play it out from the back keeper. <laughs> I know how that is. Yeah. yeah. 
plus plus and you mentioned this time i mean i think city's press was set up perfectly like that's the most well drilled i've seen our press and i don't know if it's just because like you know maybe we worked on an extra that was the focus coming out Mm -hmm. of the first leg or a combination of that and red bull's just press avoidance plan was so bad too i think it's both for sure i think uh pep has always run a really good press nobody talks about it but it's a huge part of how they stop counters, they do fouls there, but they also press really well and get the ball high up the field. A lot of teams do that now. You know, Liverpool, one of the reasons I think that they're not doing well this year is because their press kind of has fallen off with the legs in the midfield. Um, you know, Manchester United, they now press. They tried to press last year. I don't know if you guys remember this in the second half. <laughs> United tried to press and learn how to press and couldn't do it. Well, now they're drilled in it and know how to do it, and their results are much better. It is a thing um, that the top teams, for the most part, are doing. I think Real Madrid doesn't really press as high ever, but everybody else does. You know, um, Pep always has. It was a perfectly executed plan. And then for Leipzig, I mean, they knew that was going to happen. They just never had an outlet. You can't. Your, your success rate on a 90-yard ball to your left winger is has got to be 2%. You know, this isn't like play it to the winger, to the right winger, and then switch it or something. It was just knock it long. It was like that was the only way they could beat the trap. There was never any adjustment made. And by the time they got into halftime where they could have maybe made some adjustments, the game was over. That was 3-0 at that point. Yeah. Um, and then but, they came yeah, out. I mean, they it, came out at the beginning of the second half, and they're like, "We're gonna still try and play it out from the back." Yeah, yeah. And then they uh, let up uh, four more goals. They let up a goal. Minutes. They let up a goal, and this is I think it was in the second half. They let up a goal while mm-hmm. they're still showing. It was the goal where it bounced bounced to Holland in the six yard box, and he just like side net blasted it into the side net half volley. Yes, they were pretty much all like that. Then they're just yeah. showing. They're showing his celebration. Then, you know, they show the replay, so the celebration. Then they cut back to the live game. It's just been kicked off, and and Red Bull have already lost the ball again. And City are now passing around, like, like changing the field, passing around the yeah. back. Yeah. Really it was, uh I think I think the Bundesliga is has always been so far behind. Um, and this year, there was a lot of noise made that, um, you know, that they were going to be – a force because there's a really tight Bundesliga race, but the truth is probably the opposite. It probably means that Bayern isn't as good as usual. Um, Dortmund got beat by a bad Chelsea team, um, and they really weren't very good in that game at all. And Chelsea hasn't been good. I thought Chelsea had, as usual, like six or seven chances and really should have won by more. Um, but Dortmund did nothing. They had one half chance with Bellingham, but. You know, the Bundesliga just isn't that strong. And back to Manchester City, I think this is the year that they are as heavily favored as possible. All the big teams are pretty much down. You can't count out Real Madrid ever. Uh, You can't count out Bayern because of their legacies or whatever. But I think those teams are far behind Um, Manchester City, even though Manchester City is not as good as they have been comprehensively. Uh, yet, they're not there yet. Uh, Liverpool is has like a two four percent chance of getting through against Real Madrid. So six, I think Doctor P out. calculated. You say six? Yeah. Um, Chelsea's bad. Uh, they're not going to beat City over two legs. They might beat them over one just because any given Sunday rule. But I'd say City right now. I believe they are at plus one hundred to win the Champions League, which is even on. Odds, so. I think it was. Um, I thought. I, I thought the. I read some odds that Byron was favorite and City was second. No, I. I actually put money on City, like. Of course uh, you did. When the when the draw came out, uh, like a month ago, and a month ago they were at two to one, I think, and now they're at one to one. Did you put money on Graylish to score the winner in the final? No, I haven't done that yet. I will if they make the final. I'll put money on that. These are called uh, emotional hedge bets. <laughs> <laughs> I also bet on uh, teams like uh, against the Ravens, like in big matches or big big games. I'll bet uh, on like the Browns if it means us making to the playoffs or not. I'll put like twenty dollars in the Browns. So if we lose, then at least I get twenty dollars out of it. It doesn't really help as much as I thought it would. Uh, also, put money on Manchester City to win the treble. 
quick little five spot on that. They are Ooh, only that's a loss. Oh, whoa, 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 Ken, Kenny, whoa, coming off the top rope. Eight to one is ridiculous odds for the treble. I mean, bad odds. It's actually really bad. But I had to do something. So um, waste of five to bucks. Have a, uh, hedge in there. Pick the wrong season, bro. Pick the uh, wrong season. Ars- Arsenal three, Nottingham Forest one. Uh, no, no, it was uh, we played Fulham, so Bradley, not and they got Forest. zero. And that game was Fulham. Excuse me, that's actually a better win. It's Fulham away. Um, and you guys game was over them. in the thirtieth minute, which is big considering, you know, City scratching through one zero against Palace. It looked like Palace was maybe gonna take a point as they. Uh, batting down the hatches in like the 75th minute or so and started rolling around and James's uh, text got more and more frustrated and then the kick happened and they won they won 1-0 and then it was like alright on to Arsenal it's like is Arsenal going to drop because Fulham's been good guys Fulham was in 6th place 7th place coming into this and have been a very cohesive and difficult team to break down um, but Ar- the Arsenal smashes Crushed right them. through them Ken smashes right through them to, to the delight of the Ken Lee living room and all the little... Oh, yeah. Habits. It was just recently pointed out to me this weekend that I don't watch Arsenal sitting down. I can't sit down. I'm like, I stand... And I was like, <laughs> rethink, I was like, yeah, you're... Meg, Megan was like, you don't sit down and watch. I was like, no, I can't. And now I think I never can watch them sitting down because usually it, it's like the Arsenal-Bournemouth game two weeks ago where I got to wait till the 98th minute before... My heart can calm down because we get the win. Um, but this game, I still didn't sit down. But yeah, it it, it, was, it was a joy to watch. I, I thought that we were uh, we we systematically dismantled Fulham away. So that was, that was good. It was a good one. Jesus came back off the bench. So, um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Everybody That's big for really you guys. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Per chance. per, I mean, shocker. Spoiler alert for those who didn't see the game. Jesus is still Jesus. He had a he missed a sitter on the six. But if you were expecting him to score that, I mean, you don't really know who Jesus is. I, I don't need him to score. I just need him back to play his part and make uh, Martinelli, Saka, and Odegaard available in the spaces that they need to be to be creative and continue to score goals. What he was doing before. It's a good way to look at it, Ken. Yeah, Odegaard had a really nice composed one too. Yeah, um, back back on the uh, Odegaard for possible player. He's been of the really year good this season. I mean, I don't know if he's like player of the year good, but he, he's been fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I think unless Erling Holland gets hurt, I'm not sure you can pick anybody else. Maybe uh, you know if. If Rash, if Erling Holland were to get hurt, uh, or fall off for some reason, you could. Uh, maybe I'm sorry, talk about but Rashford. Rashford was on the field when uh, he lost seven nothing to Liverpool, so he can't be Player of the Year. That's fine. That's fine. He can. He can. He would have to continue his hot streak. Uh, he has three Player of the Months in a row, um, which is pretty impressive. But I, I don't think at this point. I think you would just be kidding yourself if you didn't pick Erling Holland. Even if they don't win the title, the the guy is almost definitely going to break the uh, thirty eight game record for goals and has a shot at like what is it, James? Forty two? The forty two game record? I don't know that that's that... real. I mean, he's got maybe he's got a shot at it, but that's I, that's I don't a think crazy I, record. I, I... Oh no no no! You're you're thinking of the one from like oh yeah yeah not like the fifty goals one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking it yeah, was like yeah. sixty. Yeah, no. yeah, that's from yeah, that's from when they uh, there was like no referee and there were no stands and the, it was just English people yeah. like kind of smoking and like dawdling around. The, in, like, they've had paraplegics in goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one doesn't count. It is annoying that if you see any official sources, the official English league record for goals really is like sixty, and it's like it's like. Dizzy Ball Johnson or something like it's you know one of these like guys with a you know Vaudeville ah, accent yeah 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 wearing yeah, one of those yeah, stupid yeah. hats but I think the one that people talk about is is thirty two for the prem right thirty two for the prem yeah and then um it's the the Shearer record right I think 34? it's like thirty four 
35? It's Shearer and Andy Cole, I thought. Andy Cole. It yeah. might be 34. But I think that's in a 42-game season. I, th- I think so, you're right. Anyway, he is a legitimate shot to break both. And like I said, Odegaard has been excellent. That goal was really nice. And Odegaard uh, really makes the team that is in first place makes them so much better and has been excellent. Uh, but if you're going to pick a player that stands above the rest, I think right now you would have to pick Holland, Ken. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and to that. be clear, I don't care about a player of the year trophy. I want to win the league. So okay, okay. we win the Sorry, league. I don't care so. who's the player of the year. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I think if you win the league... I will drive to wherever you live, um, and James will <laughs> maybe come with me. Depends. Uh, and we, I'm just going to get you drunk. It could be at your house. I don't know. I'm just going to get you drunk, and we'll record like a 20 minute podcast of how excited you are. I th- no, I, Megan will laugh. I've, every single weekend, I've been telling Megan how, like, don't ruin it with your. <laughs> talking right now because <laughs> you're gonna ruin I've it. been waiting since we could watch soccer in America for this to happen yes and you're not going to take any air out of me this season and and I look at this game like I've been looking at the the, the rest of them it, it one more closer We're, it's one more mm-hmm. one less game to play we still have our five point cushion and it, it, it's on to the next one and I really do. I, I think that um, you know we, we we're getting our stride, and players are coming back. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's a nice win for you, especially it being a top seven team and a team that's been consistently good this year in Fulham and away and away. away. And it is technically a derby match, right? It is London. Yeah, it's London. Um, it's and London, then we have a lost one this season. And then you also played uh, Sporting. You drew away to st- Sporting two to two with a mainly a B squad. We did really, really poor display, but yeah, it wasn't like. A, I mean, I, I think in, in Europa League, even the the Champions League in a, in a two a two game mm-hmm. uh, split, you'll take a draw away. Yeah, City City drew Leipzig away. So, didn't, I mean, you'll you'll take it. Him. No, didn't bother us. And too then much. yeah, this Thursday, you you, this Thursday we win, mm-hmm. and if we don't. We focus on the league. Yeah, if I'm you, I am rooting for to not rooting for, but completely. I'm not rooting because I'd like to win that trophy too. I, I I I'd like to win that one too. Doesn't I'd like to win them all, Tom? I've winning. heard that about you. I've, yeah, I mean, James, you're right about that. But uh, at least for me personally, until it gets to the semifinals of these lower competitions, um, I'm focused on the league, especially if I'm in first place. Like. At home on Thursday, sure. I got the youth team playing, you know. Um, speaking of at home on Thursdays, guys, Manchester United uh, also played in the Europa League after their 7-0 to loss to Liverpool. Um, they got a chance to redeem themselves. By the way, we played, like, at the end of the season, we played 70% of our games at home. <laughs> in, all, in all competitions. I don't know if you guys knew that. How's that, how's that work? We have... 10 straight home draws in domestic cups 10 in the in the carabao cup That's and crazy. in the fa cup uh for for those of you small-minded uh small team supporters uh sounds like some kind of collusion guys ken i know you always bit into the idea doesn't sound like it it is <laughs> uh we'll talk about some more collusion and corruption later guys when we talk about barcelona speaking of thursdays although they're not on thursdays anymore um but united get to bounce back against bettis i'm not going to go into detail in this game i just wanted to point it out uh united win four to one play well um hopefully that means next thursday that we can play our b squad um well Valt Weghurst scores a goal, guys, and then Whoa. goes slides slides into the uh, the uh, corner flag, and then proceeds to break down crying. So, for anybody, any of you people that thought that Europa League has no prestige, just look what it means to Valt. Okay, just take a look. <laughs> take a look at what it means oh, to Valt. All right. I yeah, thought he let it all out, guys. Um, yeah. And then United, after that 
big redemption victory uh, go at home to Southampton, the second worst team in the league. And uh, I almost said lose because it felt so much like a loss. Uh, they are actually the worst team in the league. Your boy, uh, Casemiro. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. They are. I mean, they're, they're, in, they're in 20th. The table doesn't lie, Tom. That's fine. Lie. But Tom doesn't I'm fine ball, with that. So. I'm fine with that. Uh, that's, but it's only because Bournemouth beat Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> which so, i'm also fine, fine with funny enough yeah i'm also fine with that so totally fine with that. Uh, yeah i mean united um should have had a couple goals early and it looked like it was going to be one of those games where united takes it to southampton they had a, a nice game flow going and then casemiro gets sent off again in 2023 did you have um, you didn't have any complaints about this sending off it was a red card. no because that that is a sending off now. I think that it shouldn't be a sending off, but everyone else, I mean, if you do it, you get sent off. Does that make sense? I don't agree with the way they call it, but they have actually been consistently calling that a red card. Basically, he was off the ground, yeah. and yes, he hit the ball. He went right over the top of the ball with his studs up. It went over the top of the ball. It hit the ball. His foot kind of bounced off it and then went straight into the guy's leg, and it's just a red card now. Uh, I would like for yeah. it not to be a red card. Um, you can't have both your feet in the air, though, and go through a guy's shin. Well, I mean, no, you can't. But it's actually, in the Chelsea match, I don't know if you guys saw it, the Chelsea match, there was a very similar tackle where the guy did not touch the ball and went completely stud. That, that to me, is just a missed call because the Casemiro uh, tackle... I believe that's one of the only things they have been calling consistently is that once you leave the ground like that, your odds of getting sent off, even if you hit the ball, if you go through it and you're in the air like that, you're all, you're sent off like unless you're know, guys, Ederson like in the eighty five percent of the time. <laughs> yes, unless you're Ederson as much as I'd today. like to say that Ederson's foul today was the same. It wasn't. It yeah. it, it could have Ederson's foul could have been. He he wouldn't have, have been, been able to control card. if it was or wasn't. Yeah. I, but Casemiro's was a red card based on the way things are called now. It just was. 100%. And I don't like it. I said that. But if it's in any other game, I'd say that's a red card. So I can't, you know, I can't be too much of a hypocrite. I have to sometimes be a little unbiased. Uh, but getting sent off again, guys. I mean, his 2023 in the league this year, since the new year started, it goes like this. It goes red card, suspended, suspended, suspended. Back for one game, red card, and now suspended for four more matches because it is his second straight red. It is not three matches; it is four. Uh, the only good part about that is one of them is an FA Cup match. Uh, that's about it, uh, as he will get a nice vacation again. So uh, yeah, he's going to be looking good for the April and May uh, coming down the stretch, guys. <laughs> but will not be available. Be looking for good or looking matches. fat? Yeah. There's a big Newcastle game in there, too. Newcastle away that he will not play in. Uh, Erickson's obviously still hurt. Sabitzer has a knock. Um, Fred is wild, and McTominay hasn't been good. So it's not a good time. It's not a good time for him to get a red card. It's never a good time. And, you know, after the game, Ten Hag said, well, Casemiro has been involved in 500 matches in Europe and has never seen a straight red card. And this year he has received three. Yeah. Um, so it's Ten Hag's fault. Yeah, it's, maybe it's the team talks at halftime. Man, Ten Hag should not be putting pointing the fingers at himself. I don't think it's Ten Hag's fault. I think it's both the fact that no. that that is called a red card here. Um, There's no discipline in the locker room. There's none, none yeah, at all. Ten Hag needs to do something about shut it. Up. Ten Hag doesn't do anything. He's getting a getting I mean, a red card, and Casemiro comes back and gets another one. Does this conversation <laughs> sound familiar, Tom? It does. It does. I mean, does it? I can't, does it? I, I got to give it to you. Anything. I got to like, give it back to you. I yeah. think that uh, Ten Hag's doing nothing. He's basically congratulating him. Uh, you know, you go out and do the same thing when you get back. Yeah, I think when you get back in five games, you do the same. You I keep playing the way you play. Chaka, I said when Chaka was doing that repeatedly, <laughs> I said it was really, really stupid and unacceptable. You said it was Arteta's fault. Well, the whole team is getting red cards. You know, no, like, not like Jaka was. Jaka was doing dumb things. The whole team cards. started getting red cards because of Jaka. They had ten red cards in eighteen months. They were twice yeah, and like as many six as of those else. were Jaka's. No, they weren't. It was like two or three. It was three, maybe four. 
84, 84. You had David Luiz then, too. Look, either way, it's Ten Hag's fault. He's not holding not his players fault. accountable. There, it's a loose locker room. and It's, and it's Casemiro's it, fault. Because... Thuggery. Thuggery's running wild in Manchester. <laughs> Shut up. So we're in the... I mean, you're playing the 20th place team. The only way you're going to lose to the 20th place team is to get a red card, basically. I mean, you can allow a pen. I, I was saying that before. I was like, you know, in one of the games we were watching where there was a red card, I'd rather have let up a pen than get a red card there. You just can't get a red. Um, and that killed us. The team actually played okay afterwards. Um, Southampton had their chances. Theo Walcott, Ken, had uh, two fast breaks, both of which were obviously saved because Theo Walcott can't shoot and never has been able to shoot, thankfully. Um, Ward Prowse had two free kicks. One of them hit the bar, as, as he does. Um, and Southampton had their chances. United had a couple chances late, but basically didn't do much because they're down a man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it felt like a loss, guys. I'm not going to lie. A 0-0 loss, and um, it is Casemiro's fault. There's no other way to say it. He's been – he's missed, uh, I think, 35% of the matches this year, or will have missed. Pretty wild. You know who's – Without an injury. You know who's available and ready to go. Without an injury. Uh, don't say Paul Pogba because he's not. I was going to say Scott McTominay. <laughs> yes, I do know Scott McTominay is available. Last seen um, as a center forward for United in the 80th minute. I know that he's available. Um, and it's the Fred, it's the McFred show going forward. Um, and, I mean, we, we have slid back into the into the MOG, the... the, the disgusting yeah Casemiro might be the reason you guys finished fifth I mean yes and no but yes right like because two games this year he's been sent off in and it cost you three points both times so you know I I can't say no definitively regardless of how well he's played around that like getting sent off is completely unacceptable Especially twice and basically three times. So, yeah, I mean, Manchester United dropped points to a bad Southampton team. At least they didn't lose to Bournemouth, but they did drop points. <laughs> I think it's uh, actually now, good I think it's actually a good four game stretch for him to miss though. Uh Newcastle away is a problem. That's a problem. But other than that Yeah, I mean you say that, but we just you know, we didn't play well against Southampton. Uh, obviously we're down a man, but you don't, he makes yeah, a big difference. We true. know what, Mc, we know what McFred looks like and it's a different team. Yeah. You lose a control. Um, and then you open yourself up to draws and, and losses. So, uh, it's a big deal. It's a, you know, I, Ken's right. If we're going to land base Chaka, then we have to land base Casemiro for missing all these matches and putting his team in bad position. Um, fair, fair is fair. Fair is fair. Worth noting, guys, the last Manchester United player, you guys probably answered this trivia question, to get three red cards, straight red cards in a season was um, James. Dun- Dunny Monster? No, Manchester United. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, who? It'll be uh, Joaquin. It's Nemanja Vidic. Oh. <laughs> I think it happened twice. <laughs> Twice, two seasons in a row, he's out. It was actually the thirteen fourteen season, which is his last season for United, and he only played in twenty matches. <laughs> he got three That's straight wild. reds. Yeah, and then he went to uh, Inter, and he got a red card in his first first game. I remember Inter that. Match. I remember that. And he got uh, two more red cards for Inter. <laughs> he was awful for Inter, by the way. Just taking a break, you know. His, you know. Nemanja Vidic's career was pretty much over at 32. He was he just he had real bad knees uh, yeah. from 30 on, and he was just abysmal for. Inter. I think it was from being a child soldier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and had a really Balkan rough War. campaign in 13, 14. Um, I remember I, I read his autobiography in quotes. It's one of those like vanilla books that they just put on the shelves. It doesn't really say anything. And besides his best friend, like, you know, dying from a dropped bomb when he was like 10, there really was no other substance except how many games that he missed because of red cards and how disappointed he was to miss those games with red cards. You know, uh, I think 
five matches against Liverpool he got sent off in. Um, he got sent off in the Club World Cup final. I believe he's the only person to ever have that happen, actually. Uh, that You guys know what I'm talking about, that game, that, tor- that tournament no one cares about, uh, where it's the Champions League winner from every continent. Um, yeah. And they play it in, like, Japan in December and just jam a bunch of games in. Uh, Real Madrid basically wins it every year. Yeah. Except when they had Rafa Benitez. Um, yeah, uh, Vidic got sent off in the 40th minute of the final. And the chapter was talking about how excited he was to win the Club World Cup or whatever it's called. And how disappointed he was to get sent off yeah. in such a big match. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, this is the fifth chapter that started and ended like this. Like, he can't be that disappointed anymore. <laughs> you gotta uh, see but this anyway, coming. Yeah. He's, it was always like that, too. It's like... Man, he couldn't believe that he got sent off. He just bad timing on the tackle, just barely got there. You know, I was like, no, I watched it. He elbowed the guy in the temple, like put the guy in a coma. I, I don't think it was really like that surprising. Anyway, anyway, United drop points here. Um, and that's a problem because Newcastle beats Wolves 2-1. to one. They finally get back to winning. Um, they had six matches without a win. And they close the gap to two, although United does have a, a game in hand in third place. Um, but, you know, getting back to winning ways for Newcastle. And also, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Tottenham won 3-1, to one, which was kind of shocking based on how badly they played in their Champions League match. Um, James, did you watch that game, the Tottenham uh, Inter game? I watched a little bit of it, and it was just... I didn't uh, have fun. I'm sorry. It was Milan, yeah. Yeah, didn't have fun. Pete, I wish Pete was here. Um, he had a terrific rant with me. I called him up two days later, and it was like three, it was like, I don't know, it was like 4.30. I think he was going to pick up Phil in preschool, and he just like was still so despondent and angry about the loss and how Conti basically came in in a shell uh, when he needed a goal at home in the Champions League to a team that's worse. And he just, Pete was just like, I mean, the, the team is totally over him. You had players coming out afterwards. The fans are completely finished with Conte. It reminded me of Jose Mourinho against Sevilla. I don't know if you guys remember that game uh, where in the Champions League, Manchester United needed a, uh, needed a goal and went in in a shell and lost 2-0 at home. Um played a 4-5-1 and didn't attack all game it was a bizarre game and it just like he said it he's like you know defensive coaches Tuchel Conti Jose Mourinho you just don't get any leash when you play as poor football as they do at their worst their floors are so low for football um you just you don't get any you don't get any you know no leeway at all and the Tottenham fans are done his contract is up at the end of the year. I was just, I was shocked, Ken, that Tottenham actually, they don't show up for the Milan game or the Wolves game or the Sheffield United game, those three losses in a row. And then they go and beat the tar out of Tottenham or Nottingham Forest, which I guess maybe it just means that Nottingham Forest sucks. Yeah, most likely. We knew that, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew that. But the, the problem with Tottenham this season is they're going to go what next week and most likely they're going to lose that game i mean they're going to lose to everton away for sure mm-hmm. no question um that's just what they've been doing this season i think that's why pete is so frustrated um have you been uh reading anything about uh the the manager situation at tottenham uh yeah i mean his contract is up at the end of the year and nobody's talked yeah, to him about it you have and that. he doesn't seem like he wants to stay anyway no I like and now like sources close to conti are like revealing that within like the first few days of him being at tottenham he'd expressed immediate regret for taking the job <laughs> oh i've made a mistake um I, and and they've apparently reached out to three or four managers and each of them have basically said yeah Thanks for thinking of me, but no thanks. It's possible. I, I don't know. I don't know behind-the-scenes stuff. I, think I don't know what's going on either, but that's just what the media is reporting, and it's like yeah. multiple outlets reporting it. So, you know, it, it it's fun to read. But yeah, it's going to put Tottenham in a, a bad place come summertime, knowing that Conti's maybe. gone, and they need to find... You don't want to spend your summer looking for a manager. 
No, United left it pretty late last year, and it was pretty annoying. You want to spend um, your summer finding re- reinforcements and backup for Kane and Son. Yeah, actually, legitimate I, backup. Well, I mean, I gotta be honest. Like, I actually think they have more talent than they've had in a while. Their defensive talent is much worse. Their outside backs are much worse. But they're I gonna mean, get Tuchel. When have no they question. had this much? <laughs> That's mean. That's mean. But when have they had this much depth? I mean, Kulishevsky and Kane. I think Richarlison's a good player. He he hasn't scored for them, but I think he is actually a good player. I just think that they're not played in the right positions. It's just kind of like. Hey, let's score our one goal and win one nothing. Uh, good luck, Harry Kane. Good luck, Son. Like that's that's kind of how they play. And I think Conte in the past has won titles with teams that are in the they're number one in talent or number two in talent, and then he adds to that number one or two. I think that Tottenham's talent in the back, especially, is it's so terrible. poor that you you can't play the way he's playing. Well, yeah, they don't have a starting four. In the back, yes. much less depth at the back. Well, he plays three at the back. I don't know if you noticed that in that Champions League game against Milan, they got a red card. Christian Romero got a red card. Yeah. And he subbed Shocker. out Kulishevsky to bring on another center back when they were down 1-0. Uh, and they were pushing for their goal, too, just so he could maintain a shape at the back of three. So, you know, Pete said it. He said... You know, I, I don't have really much respect for managers that can't move out of their own system, that are that are tactically so rigid, uh, and when things aren't working, they can't make enough changes. So, I, I it was one of the things I noticed at the City game today, and this is, you know, it's Pep. He's used to having the talent to be able to do this, but he did exactly what he was supposed to do today. He didn't sit in a shell and then try to win 1-0. He pressed, pressed the hell out of him. Leipzig to death. To death. And deservedly won by more than three goals. That's how you have to approach it at home. Yeah. I think what Tottenham's bigger problem is going to be moving out of the Conti era is this will be the second manager of, of high class, high caliber winning pedigree to come in and win absolutely nothing with Tottenham. It, it's a, it, it, I think that that's a big problem. Like, if you get these big managers that come in and they can't do anything with the club well, because of whatever's going on, the board's not spending or they don't have the talent to do it, they've been able to do it every other club they've been at. So why can't they do it at Tottenham? There's a big problem going I, on there. I think that there's – I think that part of their problem at least is this, like, they've got pieces of multiple different managers' plans. Oh, yeah, the Frankenstein – United thing. They have yeah. They have a Frankenstein squad right now. That the mm-hmm. pieces aren't. Maybe some of them fit and others don't. But you got to make it work because because Levy is never going to bring a manager in and be like, do a restructure. Well, because he's not willing to lose anything that he considers a high prize asset. And right. sometimes you need to let somebody go for mm-hmm. a ton of money to replace him with three or four puzzle pieces you don't need two stars right now at tottenham you need puzzle pieces i don't disagree i you know and I, you know we 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 kind of beat that up i mean we're talking about harry kane here we kind of beat that up a bunch of times when when it was all relevant and happening i you know i don't know that that's the answer i don't know that and you know maybe there's a little bit of like levy looks at conte and he's like well that's not the guy i want to do it that's not the guy I want to have do it. Then but, why'd you bring him in? Well, right, but but I don't think he ever planned on doing a restructure of the squad, right? And I think maybe he saw Conte as someone that could. First of all, let's remember this manager search had like <laughs> fifty. Like Conte was like twelfth on the list, <laughs> wasn't twice. he? He was on the list twice. Yeah, he was on the list. He said no once. Then they yeah. like they went through all their other options, which for whatever we don't you know we don't know why or why they why they didn't go, but they came back to Conte and he's like oh, okay, you know like <laughs> so it's not like a you know I don't I don't and I don't know what this you know we don't have any inkling into the back back room you know deals of what's going on in the club why don't any managers want to be there I I mean part yeah. of it I think at least is that. Levy is notoriously tight with the purse strings. Mm-hmm. 
I think that even you they've know they've spent money. They've spent money, but they've spent a lot of money actually. Yeah, when you think Pochettino about it, like left, especially with that money. new stadium, like I always thought they weren't yeah. going to spend. But it's and never they would just be, yeah. But do you know what? It's not ever like it doesn't ever seem like a concerted spend. You know what I mean? Like it's like oh, I see what they're doing. Like I see what their transfer strategy is. You can't say that because they still because they still have Eric Dyer in defense. That's true, and I was just about to bring that up. The problem, they've brought in good pieces to their midfield and their attack. They've just completely, and it, which is super weird when you think about it, Conti is, is pretty much left the the defense the as is. And for such a defensive-minded player, or player, manager in his scheme, you would think that would have been top of order, having already Kane and Son. He's got Dyer, Lingley, and Sanchez back there. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it's it, it's oh, uh, it's unforgivably I mean, unacceptable what they have in the back. Um, like, and even Conte's proving that you can't do anything if yeah. if you can't keep goals out of the back of your own net. But I mean, like Romero is their is their centerpiece there, and he is a good defender, right? He yep. also has a red card in him, and he also has to mm-hmm. be mindful that he's playing. Uh, next to Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> you know, especially if it's Sanchez and, and Dyer in the back with them. But Lingley is nothing. The summer will be interesting for sure. The only the only good thing that they did to help their defense was get rid of REA, you know? But that's yeah. that's addition by subtra- subtraction. It's like, let's take out one chaos agent. We're still going to leave, you know, Footface and like the random French guy that's never started for a top team. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll see what Tuchel can do with him next year. <laughs> Pete said that um, he said there's no way Tuchel comes in because I asked him that or, you know, I what does he want? Pochettino? I think Pochettino. Give wait, me a break. Pochettino is every Pochettino? Tottenham fan's wet dream. That Pochettino. Yeah, Let's go back to the usual. Pochettino, it's that Pochettino would come there for the same. That's terrible. Talking about. And also, guys, you know, Pete has also said that he's ready for Harry Kane to leave to turn the page that you guys were talking about earlier. He's like, I don't want him to leave, but, you know, you need to reload. And to do that, I mean, Harry Kane will be 30. And he's like, you know, he's going to leave. He's going to walk. Dude, that bus might have left. Uh, He's having a great season. But 30? Who's going to pay 100? Who's going to pay 100? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's 100 United will pay 100. United will pay a hundred, but the thing is, United does not want to get drawn out over a whole transfer window again. And Levy's exactly going to do that. Tottenham does. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen is uh, the the word coming out of United is he's the number one target, but it's like they're going to shoot their shot and don't do the dumb thing like they always do, where they just like wait, 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 try to get other guys, try option B, C, D. And then freak out and then go and pay 25% extra for option B. What everyone needs you know, to do with they... Tottenham is say, Daniel Levy, you've got until June 30th. I'm going to pay you 100 yeah. for Kane. On Ju- on July 1st, he's yes. yours. He's yours to deal with. Yeah, and do it publicly. Yep. You know, not, don't, don't, don't lay it out publicly like that it's going to be that deadline. But after July 1st, you say, okay, we've moved on. Like, you cannot get caught in between these games again. Um, you just can't. And that, that's why the United camp, all the insiders or whatever, are kind of like, yeah, they like Harry Kane, but they also know that Daniel Levy's a butthole. And that, yes, Harry Kane wants to leave and go to another club, uh, but they're also, and this I don't hold against Levy, they don't want him to go to a Prem team, so they'll accept, uh, they're trying to get him to go to Bayern or something like that, but odds are... United will offer more salary and a higher fee than Bayern. Bayern I, doesn't really pay. I don't, and I don't think that Bayern actually wants a mouth-breathing dolt yes, of an Englishman. Do. I don't think that yes, they, do. they do. That's so counter to what Bayern. I mean, like the if if you took that the player that Harry Kane is, and you put him into a big Italian guy's body or a big French guy's body or a big German guy's body, they would do it. He is as English and as dumb as he can be. Yeah, I think he's going to be in Imagine him talking to the German media. Imagine him walking in and trying to have a conversation with, like, the board. Like, <laughs> Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, you know, talking to Harry Kane, if that's even possible to happen. 
worth noting that they do speak English in Germany. They do. Most of them. And they hate the English. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you, you made a lot of really good points because I don't know any Englishmen that have been over there and done well. I think Owen Hargraves. Owen Hargraves started over there. Yeah. And was good for Who a minute else? and then his knees fell apart. I'll guarantee you this. Anybody else? Summertime comes around, Tuchel's the manager at Tottenham, and Kane has signed an extension. Yeah, that's what I I don't think he'll sign an extension. I think he'll let his contract run out. But you, you can't rule it out because his brother is his agent. His brother you know, gets him another stellar deal. I mean he's been locked in for six years since the last deal and the contract he came out and did an interview about wanting to leave which i mean have we seen anything like that from any players <laughs> where they call their own interview not a sideways question where do you yeah, want to leave pull not gary that. neville onto a golf course yes a programmed pleading for to leave the club and if he signs a deal after that he's gonna look like such an idiot but again james that probably fits your profile of him anyway well, he already uh, really looks negative. like an idiot. This was really, this is a really negative uh, way to talk about Tottenham. That's what Pete gets for not showing up <laughs> when they won three to one. Yeah. You couldn't <laughs> when, turn the narrative. When Ken's, in, when Ken's in full flight and controls the conversation immediately. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Tottenham wins three one. Chelsea also wins three to one. Um, this game was characterized by Leicester missing chances, um, and then Leicester are just Chelsea terrible. Just finally getting a win. I don't know. They're overdue for a win. I don't really have a lot to say about this. Brendan Rodgers needs to be relegated. He's done. Yeah, I, that's cooked. what I've been saying, guys. Like, their approach to the league, how they handle everything, they deserve to be relegated. Um, and look at their chance as Everton wins 1 0. Sean Dyche's Everton. God. And they're out. And they're out of the relegation zone. <laughs> Can't By believe it. By a point. It. Oh, he's going to be their, their manager next year, too, James. And they'll like him. And you know what? They deserve him. <laughs> so you're going to have... So basically, James, would this be accurate? That your dislike for Burnley will now switch over to Everton. Because you know he's going to buy a bunch of mutants in the offseason. And then Burnley's going to come up. Burnley's like, I don't know, like 20 points clear or something in the championship. And Vincent Company, Man City legend is teaching them how to play uh, Pep Ball, Arteta Ball, etc. They're playing well. And so you're going to have to transfer your dislike from Burnley to Everton. Is that accurate? Yeah, and, you know, probably it won't be that hard because there's a very obvious lightning rod. It's Sean Dyche. Yes. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. They're going to bring in a bunch of mutants. The owners are going to love it because they're going to be like, what do you mean we can get this guy for, like, five pounds and a donation of, like pig feed to the local mutant hospital okay they're gonna love it it's gonna be some like six foot seven ginger from the the midlands it's yeah. it's, it's it's nuts gonna be, hey you, you, you can't recruit a guy from there that's that's that area where the acid rain was for like 50 years you no that's all of england burnley has scored 71 goals this season they're Who? burnley they're they oh, are killing they're it. They're playing their socks off. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're coming only, up. They're totally They've only let up team. 28. They're coming up. Uh, Vincent Company's got them current. Also worth noting that they are currently under a transfer ban um, for turning in their financial documents late. So I guess Vincent Company did learn a thing or two from uh, Man City. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, so you'll just have to transfer that hate. James um, and Burn or Everton. I've got enough Everton hate to go is, around. It's not going to be hard. Yeah, you do. Everton is staying up, guys. That's all I'm saying. You knew it. I know it. I hope Leicester goes down. I think Forest has got a really good chance of going down. Southampton looks bad. Bournemouth looks bad. I just want Leeds to stay up. That's fair. Right? That's going to be a tough. I ask. want Leeds to stay, but yeah, I don't think they can. I think they can, guys. I believe in Leeds. They're they have a good goal differential. Comparatively, they gotta oh. win some games, though, man. But Leicester sucks. West Ham will squeak it out, even though they suck too. And Bournemouth and Southampton are terrible. I don't think so Leeds think... is that good either, though. No, they're not. They're really not. The guys, they have two Americans in the middle. I want them to stay up. Oh, we need them to stay up. I just I don't think they can. Come on, Leeds. Come on, boys. 
You guys got this. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add to the Premier League weekend or Europe, blah, 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 um, besides how much you guys are looking forward to Domestic Cup weekend followed by a two-week No, stop break. bringing it up. I know. How crazy is that? It is the worst. It's so dumb. You always yeah. end it on that because you know it makes me mad. I'm not as mad as it made Pete because he had no idea. Let's yeah. not forget that uh, Arsenal played the, the last game. So It's the worst news to hear. It's like coming home and, and your mom being like, hey, your dog died. We had to put him down. Hey, put, but hey, him. James, for you, 7.30, April Fool's Day, City versus Liverpool. Ooh. Pretty good. Ooh. At home, City. City at home. That's a good one. I city like that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Trou- uh, we will be... Mike at Trout 7 nothing. James, we'll be in Kentucky right now. No, that's the wrong no, end no, of the no, month. No, next month. Sorry, I'm not good at that. Wrong end of the month. Well, I will be on vacation then. I just won't be... There is a good game we'll then, though. That When we're going to be on vacation is when City play uh, Arsenal, I'm pretty sure. If... If um, City's not still in the FA Cup, though. Yeah, it, well, that no, City Arsenal is right before then. When okay. While we're there, it'll be uh, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Arsenal, Chelsea. And Tottenham United. Also while we're there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's a jammed-in game. Oh, yeah, yeah, United yeah. If are still in the FA Cup, then um, that game will be postponed. That, that's a great Pete stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's going to be drunk vicariously. Right, buddy? That's right. Because you have a ton of time to drink? That's right. That sounds like a lie. I heard that Ken has to get permission to get drunk vicariously. Well, no. If, no, if no, you heard, you heard wrong. Title, you heard wrong. <laughs> if his team wins a title, I will drive down there. Got it, Ken? Eastern Shore, Cletus, the whole gang. We're not looking for an invite. We're just going to show up. You, yeah, you right. Invite not required. <laughs> All right, guys. For Dr. Pete, for James Lewis, 7-0, five goals, and for Ken Lee on top of the table, I'm Tom Miller saying hope everybody has an awesome week. Oh, we, you reminded me because we didn't talk about that, but that, that he tied Messi's all-time European single-game goal-scoring record. Yes. And, and Pep subbed him off. about pulling him off? What? He said if he breaks that record now, he'll have nothing to shoot for. <laughs> Uh, Dang, that's a that's a big dick move.